Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning to the broadcast today. We preached last week part one of the experience of spiritual thinking. This is part two. You know, I often say this, that preaching should never supersede thought. It should make you think. Now, when you go to church and you hear a message, when you come out of there, you ought to be thinking about that. How does that apply to my life today? How is it going to change what I do today? How am I going to receive everything God wants me to receive spiritually? physically, and financially. Ooh, this is going to be part two of the experience of spiritual thinking. You're going to learn something. Get your notes from last week and take some more notes this week. You're going to be blessed. Let's do it. Part two, the experience of spiritual thinking. Christianity is not a theory or a body of truth. It is a personal relation. It is an obedience. It is a life, a life of Christ. That's what it is. Christianity is not a theory or a body of truth, like some people say. What is it? It is a personal relation, a personal relationship. Call it what you want. It is an obedience. Better to obey than to sacrifice. I love that. It is a life. It's actually life, a life of Christ. Born again. That's what Christianity is. That's what Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Not only are you have that relation, you have his name in you. The angels and everybody else have their name, has the name of God on them. The glory is on them. The name of God and the glory of God is in you. Now, you can't understand that if you're not spiritual. That's why it meant to be born again. Something new, something created took place when you got born again. So Christianity is not a theory or a, bo or a body of truth. It is a personal relation. It is an obedience. It's a life, a life of Christ. So all I want to do is live for Jesus. In fact, that's all I do. That's why I do what I do. <laughs> you see, I just, I eat, live, and sleep the gospel constantly. Why? You cannot know who Christ is until you put yourself into his hands. The reason why I knew what he was going to do with Ron, I put myself into his hands. Watch this. Well, I tried that and they died. Well, maybe one of your legs is hanging between his fingers. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Would you, did you go over there in fear or did you go over there in faith? Let me tell you something about faith. Let me tell you something about fear. Peter was walking on the water in fear. As long as he had his eyes on Jesus, he didn't know who he was until he got close to it. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, he saw the winds barsh boom, he began beginning to sink. He didn't sink, he began. Jesus grabbed him and said, why'd you doubt? You were this close, boy. See, so it's very possible. If you've got your eyes on Jesus, you can be full of fear and still walking on water until you do this. When you take your eyes off of Jesus, you won't sink like a brick. Do you see that? That's why some things work and some things don't. And let's talk to the other side. Maybe that spiritual person that's being attacked decides to go home and they didn't have time to tell you. You can't believe it. You, you can't prove it's true and I can't prove it's not. So I'll say it. I've seen people. I've seen people talk faith, but their actions were totally different from what they were saying. I'm believing my healing, but I tell you what, if God don't help me, I ain't going to make it. You remind me of that man, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. What did you say? You just told me you believe. Now you're asking me to help your unbelief? See, you don't know what's happening in a person. But you see, you won't have some critic want to kind of <laughs> judge that. You see, you, do you understand? Let me say this again so you'll get it. You cannot know who Christ is until you put yourself into his hands. I've done that. That's why I put that scripture out there. My covenant will I not break. 
with no altar thing that goes out of my lips. I put myself into his hands. When I built this building, I put myself into his hands. You can't pay for this cash, but we did. Three banks said you can't do it, but we did. You're not going to make it, Brother Jesse, but we did. COVID's going to shut you down. We're still here. We're doing better than we've ever done in our lives. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Christ in us. Not Christ on us. Not Christ around us. Even though that's true, Christ in us. His name's in us. Oh, Lord. So when you understand that, I walk in his hands. Put your hand in the hand of the man who still the water. There's some old people in here. That's an old song. <laughs> Praise God. Good song, though, isn't it? Write this down. Christian doctrine must be translated into speech. See, that's what Paul did. He translated Christian doctrine through his experience. Got to have the experience before you have the doctrine. Got to have the experience before it becomes dogma. Christian doctrine must be translated into speech. Experience always comes before doctrine. Why does it have to be translated into speech? First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse one. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, verse two. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. What? He had put himself in God's hands. Now, in his natural, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but he'd come there to try to impress them. But in demonstration of the spirit and the power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So you got to learn to translate this into speech. And if you'll learn to tr translate by stripes you were healed in the speech, you're going to get healing for that individual. Because faith cometh by hearing. Not, not just by saying. A lot of people say things and get nothing. People that hear, receive. Faith come by hearing. Let me say it again. Christianity is not a theory or a body. Uh, uh, excuse me. You cannot know who Christ is until you put yourself in his hands. Christian doctrine must be translated into speech. In other words, people need to know, not just believe in what you believe. You got to be able to speak it. And you can only do that through a speaking spirit. A live spirit. Are y'all enjoying this? Yeah. See, this is the experience of spiritual thinking. Now, when God begins to speak and he, inter he intertwines different things that happen, he'll tell you to do something in the middle of that. The reason why I've paid off people's homes because I've translated this doctrine into speech. The reason why I had no problem paying somebody's car off or paying someone's house off, not because I'm bragging on it, because I've translated my experience was Given, it shall be given to you, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. It became a doctrine, a dogma. So I translated it into the speech where the Lord spoke to me. He translated that, that, that call into speech, and I answered that speech and made it very simple for somebody to do it. Um, we went to eat at uh, Copeland's the other day. We're a very nice man. Um, a man probably my age, look, he was working in there. Hard. That's, a, that's a hard job being a waiter. And uh, Kathy likes that penthouse salad. They call it a penthouse. And so do I. But I don't like field greens because they got clover and grass in there. I've seen that. I played in the grass. I, see, I, see, I played in that before. I ain't eating that. So I like if you're going to give me lettuce, I don't want romaine. I want iceberg lettuce. I like iceberg lettuce. Now, that's just me. You want to eat field greens? Just enjoy yourself. <laughs> like a horse. 
know, do whatever you want. I'll leave it to you. Me, I'm on iceberg legs. So the man comes back and says this. Uh, they don't have no iceberg lettuce. It's all out. I said, that's fine. Kathy said, uh, uh, well, you, I said, no, no, Kathy. She's trying to get me to take something I don't want. See, the devil does that sometimes. <laughs> don't shout me down when I'm preaching. I'm not, I'm not being critical. She's trying to make, no, no, don't, 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 no, I, no, no. What part of this speech you don't understand? No. Okay. Well, fine. You know, we had something to drink and, and, all of a sudden, he comes back with two salads. He gives Kathy her field greens. <laughs> Spring mix, whatever you call it. He said, I knew there had to be iceberg lettuce in this whole restaurant. So what he did, this is the waiter. He went in the back, going through the refrigerator and found some iceberg lettuce and made me a salad. See, that's thinking. And uh, so we ate and we enjoyed our salad. And uh, I think Kathy ordered some fried chicken. We split that. It was really nice. Normally we don't, we got to watch ourselves on fried chicken. But every once in a while we'll eat something. It's nice. Now watch this. Let me read my point so you can understand. Christian doctrine must be translated into speech. Well, I said, he said, do you want any dessert? I said, no, sir. We dessertless. We, you know, we got, we, 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 not much on dessert. <laughs> we dessertless. That's just how it is. I don't know how else to say it, you know. No. But everybody wants it. No. With me, I said, no, no, I don't eat dessert, but I'll take a bite. You know, well, well I paid the bill. And I said, there's $100 for you. And I gave him $100. He goes, oh. He became speechless. Oh. Oh. I said, let me translate this for you. You did a good job. Thank you. I want to minister to you. Oh, sir. I don't know what to say. I said, because you're speechless. But I already had met the Lord said, that man did you a nice thing. I said, he certainly did, Lord, and I'm going to bless him. Oh, I tell you what. He was just Blessed. But I had to develop speech for him. To he didn't know what to do. That's, first they go, that's just too much. Well, maybe to you, but not to me. I'm not bragging on that. I'm just saying, hey, that's what the Lord told me to do. Now, I've done that. I, I've walked in that experience many, many times. Can I, I'm going to tell you a little. <laughs> this, uh, Brother Kevin Zadar is a lot more developed now than he was when I first met him on tips. He's, he's a good tipper now. When I first, he would tell people, I don't have the faith that Jesse the planters. <laughs> Remember you saying that, Kevin? That was hilarious. In other words, you're getting 10 bucks. <laughs> no, and then Ricky, 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 my brother-in-law, y'all get shots of these guys. I want somebody to see this. Ricky, this is my brother-in-law. I don't know if you can do it, maybe because of the camera. So Ricky, my brother, we go eat inside the same place, and people know me and know him. He says, I don't have Jesse DePlantis' faith. In other words, you ain't getting no 100 bucks. He wanted to buy the meal, but I mean, you know, and the meal's expensive. Well, down they've developed, they, they, you know, they developed. Not, not sure and all, but it was so funny. Now, man, I mean, Kevin will bless you, and Kathy will bless you, your socks off. I mean, just do it. it takes development. They had to develop that speech. The experience had to come. 
before the doctrine came. Now, because my doctrine is so strong on tipping, when I walk into a restaurant that I've been, they go, and it's full. Reverend, this way. This way, Reverend. We have your table. Wait a minute, we've been sitting here for 30 minutes. <laughs> Reverend, this way. Now you understand. See, when I break it down, make it something funny. It was just such a blessing. Now, Kevin will beat me tipping. He'll, he'll, he'll go ahead of me. And so we're Ricky. No, no, I, I want to do this. I, I let me be a blessing, you know, something like that. Now, Kathy's the real quiet one. Kathy, Kathy said, if you don't mind, we'd like to buy you dinner. And that is a lot of speech for Kathy Zeta. That's about all you're going to get out of her the whole meeting. If you don't mind. And Kevin, like he wants to interpret it. It means she wants to buy your dinner there. But I said, I got it, Kevin. I got it. And that's the one way we have fun. You know, we not only the spiritual sons and daughters, but we, we're friends. You know, we just have, we have fun. We just enjoy each other. We eat out the same plate. Kathy says, God, Jesse, that's not, that's not very, that's kind of rude. No, it tastes good. I get to taste some of theirs, they get to taste some of mine. <laughs> Write this down. This is getting better. Spiritual forces makes you competent to deal with spiritual issues. Spiritual forces make you competent to deal with spiritual issues. As I said, only the saint, not the critic, can judge religious truth. See, because the spiritual forces producing spiritual issues. Spiritual forces make you competent to deal with spiritual issues. See, to understand the kingdom of God, you must be in the kingdom. Amen. <laughs> to understand what's going on here, you got to be in the kingdom. How do you do that? Getting born again. I, I, I wrote this point because I love castles and architecture, big plantation homes. They call them estates. Uh, I've seen a John D. Rockefeller estate uh, on the Hudson River. Uh, the, uh, the guy that built all the uh, ships. And, uh, 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 Commodore. What was his, what's his name? Yeah, the Vanderbilts. Then I thought of us. I was thinking about this yesterday when I wrote this. Write this down. We as Christians are largely unexplored estates. We as Christians are largely unexplored estates, which is our business to develop and raise our possibilities given to us by Christ. See, you're an unexplored estate, yet there's possibility there that you have to make that come to pass. Let me say it again. We as Christians are largely unexplored estates, which is our business to develop and raise our possibilities given to us by Christ. See, God gave us these possibilities. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the devil. Well, I just can't do that. But see, because you, you're, you, you're, you're an unexplored estate. When that's all that power is in you. He's given you the measure, not a measure or some measure, the measure of faith. Now, how much will you explore it? Isn't that a good point? I sound smart, don't I? 
it just struck me. I said, that's us. And the reason why you will see an estate so beautiful, because somebody saw the possibilities. People say when you come to my home that Kathy knows how to decorate. Well, she's explored that at my expense, which is fine with me because I like what she does. They say, how do you get that to work? How'd you get, why did you, why'd you put that plant there? How'd you get this to go with that? She explored it. What possibility do you have you don't know because someone says you can't do that? That scripture, he freely gives us all things, verse 12, but you don't know it. We as Christians are larger unexplored estates, which is our business to develop and raise our possibilities given to us by Christ. I was told I could never preach because my past was too big in their eyes than my future. They knew me as a sinner. That's a critic. That's a dead spirit. See, all they saw was the dead stuff when I got born again. Now, don't get crazy with this. No, all I'm going to do is I'm going to explore who I am. Which brings me to my last point. Your estate is worth exploring. What a pity it would be to go through life ignorant of what is yours. What a pity would it be to go all through your life ignorant of what is yours. Your estate is worth exploring. Just the plans will never tell you you can't do something. I tell all my spiritual sons and daughters, am I right, Kevin? When we talk, and Kevin and Kathy have been so kind. They say, boy, I'm so glad you taught us this, you taught us that. Well, they've taught, let me help y'all. I'm going to say it publicly. You've taught me things too. I listen. You taught me things, Kathy. I listen. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody knows everything, you know. Right. And, and, and it's just amazing, see? Uh, 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 believe the unbelievable. Receive the impossible. You've heard me say that. Because it's doable. You'd like that part. Roy said, I like that doable part. Well, you have to explore it. For me to build this, I have to explore something I had never done before. I, had, I always lease building, sir. I, you know, I, you know, played leases and renting. You know, I, and the Lord said, "Bill, JDM campus." That's what the, I got that word campus from David Sostrand. He called it the campus. I thought, oh, okay. I never thought of it like that, but that's fine. That's probably better than what I thought of. It. I just thought of it as buildings. See. But he had, he had, a, he had a, a bigger understanding, campus, you see. So I started using that. And I told the Lord, well, I don't know if I can do that. He said, because you have not explored it. Amen. Now, explore your power in my name. Jesus. Everything named bows at the name yes, of Jesus. God. Isn't that powerful? I will never forget that. And believe me, I continue to explore every possibility God has given me. I want to say it like this. Listen, your estate, that's you, is worth exploring. Don't go through life not knowing what is yours. You'd be surprised how many people don't know what belongs to them. Wake up 
every day and explore all possibilities. Well, how do I do that? St. John 16, 13, how be it? When the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you in all truth. And in the midst of that guiding, he's called the comforter. So there will be comfortable times going through all this. Look, I know what I'm talking about because when you begin to think like God thinks, you begin to do what God says. I love how the apostle Paul valued the deep things of God. He called them mysteries. Now think about that. He wasn't just a, some theologian, which he was phenomenal at. He had a personal experience with Christ like this. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. I want to pray for you today to get saved. Let's do it right now. Would you repeat this prayer if you don't know the Lord? Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash all my sin away. I receive you today. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to the family. And you pray that, would you just let me know? You know why? Just go to jdm.org and click on this, this title, Do You Know Jesus? The reason for that is I want to send you a free booklet, Understanding Salvation, that I know will help you. Thank you for praying that prayer. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. Welcome to the family, man. You're going to heaven. Glory to God. Watch this. Be blessed. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Jesse the Planet's Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know Jesus. Listen to me, it is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives. that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life 
God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. You know, I hope today's program has touched your life. The experience of spiritual thinking is our resource of the month. I encourage you to get a copy of this full teaching for yourself. You know, God has vital truths that he wants you to receive. And too many Christians let their intellect or emotions get in the way of that. To get a copy, all you have to do is go to jdm.org. All the information is there. Partners, thank you for helping me preach this gospel. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important to reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. It's amazing how many people get born again through this ministry. I'm not bragging about that. I'm bragging on you because we couldn't do it without you. It would be impossible. We couldn't pay the time. We couldn't do any of that. But your faithful financial support does that all the time. And you've heard me say it so many times. 46 years of preaching, we've never had a financial deficit. Why? Because you respond to when I ask you to be a blessing to this ministry. 100% goes into world evangelism. 100%. We're debt-free. Been debt-free since 1982. Have no pressure about debt whatsoever at all. I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. And guess what? We are going to the world and we're preaching the gospel to every creature. Ooh, that's good preaching. I like that. Thank you, partner, for helping me today. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We're not financially in trouble. Never have been. Isn't that a miracle of Jesus? That's because of you. And that's because of me, but above all, it's because of our God Almighty who loves us. Now, next week, I got a sermon you're going to enjoy entitled, Never Stay Where You Began. Ooh, you don't want to miss next week. Till then, Kathy and I are praying for you every day, partner. Not a day goes by that we don't pray for you. We love you. We'll see you next week. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Do you see yourself as God sees you? God sees you as a powerful, wonderfully made, unique person of faith. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, but as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Our October partner offer, I am what I think I am, will show you how to fill your mind with good things, banish thoughts that come against God's word. Receive it today. Go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. with godly insight and wisdom as you stream the Jesse Duplantis Ministries podcast. Jesus said, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. You come boldly to the throne of grace. Each newly uploaded teaching by Jesse and Kathy will strengthen your faith and inspire you to live a prosperous life in Jesus Christ. Start walking in victory with just a click of a button. Subscribe to the JDM podcast today. One thing I believe in is progress. Now get ready for persecution when you progress. Because then it shows people where they hadn't grown. As long as everybody stays in the same place, nobody knows they're lazy. 
see. Nobody knows they're lazy. Nobody knows they're growing anything. You know, they're just sitting there. Oh, well, I'm a Christian. Well, that's good. What else have you done? Uh, they didn't progress. You see what I'm saying? 